1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Our number two at a get right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yes, sir. Ross Lubinsky holding it down for you here on your Turn It On and Leave It On stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Is Mike McCarthy's offensive approach an overreaction to this Dak Prescott problem from a year ago? We'll have that conversation here in just a moment on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers after the good guys get the 4-0 win today in game one of the wild card series between themselves and the Tampa Bay Rays. Jordan Montgomery, seven strong shutout innings as the Rangers complete a six-hitter as Aroldis Chapman and Jose LeClerc shut it down in the 8th and ninth innings to send the Rangers to the 1-0 series lead. Nathan Evaldi will take the mound tomorrow for the good guys as they look for the clean sweep of the Tampa Bay Rays. First pitch at 2.08 with pregame beginning at one thirty tomorrow. We will talk with KNC Masterpiece's own Mike Bassick coming up here in 18 minutes. He'll give us his thoughts on what was a terrific day of baseball for the Texas Rangers, Major League Baseball playoff action, of course, beginning today. Shout out to the Minnesota Twins, who apparently broke an 18-game postseason losing streak. That is right. Wow! <laughs> so, congratulations to the Twins. You have got the uh, Miami Marlins taking on the Philadelphia Phillies in Game One uh, of their Wild Card Series with the Philadelphia Phillies up one uh, nothing on the Marlins. And of course, you got the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are up four to three right now. And what looks like the top of the fifth. But bases are loaded, though, uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So they're threatening to get more runs on the board at this point. Again, Mike Bassick of the Kansas City Masterpiece will join us here in 17 minutes talking Rangers win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, but, Reds, the Cowboys are going to be getting ready and getting back on the practice field tomorrow as they begin preparations after they turn the page after beating the New England Patriots. And they turn their attention to a team that has ended their season in the past two years. But before we get to that tomorrow, let's focus in a little bit on what we've seen so far through this offense for the first few weeks of the season and whether or not Mike McCarthy's approach has been the right one for this Cowboys offense.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, where do we start here? I mean, this offense clearly shifted once you made a change and not bringing back Kellen Moore and putting it under the direction of Mike McCarthy as an active play caller and we we've done all the talk about the texas the tex coast right that's you know west coast based and what we've seen in the run of it is that there's been a lot of relatively short passing concepts right a lot of passing concepts to the outside uh, rather than over the middle and what it feels like to me and i want to get i want to get more metrics on this as we have this conversation that it also has maybe taken away some of the ideas of threatening intermediate or even deep it doesn't feel like that has been as much of an aspect of this offense and so what we've seen is drives that are long plays or lots of plays rather and matriculating your way down the field as opposed to maybe having opportunities at chunk plays and so that works out fine when your defense is playing at a high level Mm Mm-hmm. And what it did feel like to me, and correct me if you, if you feel differently, because we're just having a conversation here. You can always get involved, you listening, uh, get involved by texting in on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. But it feels like in the instances where it's like, all right, man, the defense may not have any, it's your turn, offense, to do things. This offense, at least early on through four weeks, we haven't seen it be able to be like, all right, well, let's go get these chunks or let's go get what we need. Because the defense isn't getting it, it seems like there's the gear that's like, all right, let's get, let's start working, and now it's matriculated our way down the field. And if if you agree with that, you know characterization of this offense, that feels like a overreaction, or let me a reaction, because I'm not going to determine right now if it's an overreaction, Mm -hmm. underreaction, whatever, but that feels like a reaction to the 15 interceptions that Dak Prescott threw last year, where Mm -hmm. the offense was very much placed in his hands opportunities to go throw down the field throw in the middle where we saw a decent amount of interceptions in the middle of the field um and it seems like they're like all right we're going to limit some of that and maybe pull the offense down to where we're not throttling this thing up to what it 100 could be we're throttling this thing up to maybe i don't know what percentage you want to get but it's less than 100 but giving us the opportunity to not throw the ball into dangerous places no mm-hmm. it just has felt like so many check downs or slants, or outs, as opposed to things that can really probe down the field. And so the question I we're asking in general is just like, if all of these things are true, is that an overreaction to last season's interceptions for Dak Prescott, or is that the right move?
2: Well, clearly there's been a focus on ensuring that the quarterback is cutting down on the turnover issue based on the way that they're attacking opponents in the passing game, because you're right – We have not seen this team really attack the middle of the field with its passing attack, attacking the boundaries, you know, finding players on the outside. You talk about the quick passing game, you know, the quick three-step drops to be able to make decisions quickly to ensure that not only you're eliminating the pass rush, but also you're allowing some of these playmakers to get in the open field and a little bit more action when it comes to screen game and some of those things. So Mike McCarthy trying to ensure that this quote-unquote Dak-friendly offense accentuates not only his strengths with his ability to process information to go through progressions, but more importantly, quick decision-making that allows playmakers to be in rhythm with what he's doing from a footwork standpoint and then being able to make plays based off of what Dak is able to do in terms of his accuracy and being able to locate receivers. So I think it may have been a little bit of an overcorrection based on what happened last year. Because when you look at Dak Prescott, let's take it back to 2021 during the first six weeks of that season. When Dak Prescott was playing at an MVP-like level, felt like throwing for over 400 yards, it felt like every single week. But the amount of creativity that we saw from a play-calling standpoint from Kellen Moore led to a lot of more deep shots down the field, allowing guys like Amari Cooper, who's a professional route runner, obviously Ceedee Lamb coming into his own and others, you saw the array of playmaking that Dak Prescott was able to make. More importantly, when he was able to start moving with his legs and making plays with throws on the run, that's an element of this offense that I want to see a little bit more of because of Dak Prescott's capabilities of doing that. But I think it has been a slight overreaction to trying to cut down on the turnover problem. And whether or not you feel like that's a good thing or not, only time will tell as we continue to evaluate this offense. Let's
1: start having some of that conversation because you're turning into week five against a team that is going to make this extremely difficult in many ways. One of those ways is which, you know, I don't know. that I think there's the defense is allowed or the defense has gotten four touchdowns, I believe, defensively. And I don't know that you can pencil in defensive touchdowns or even necessarily turnovers against the San Francisco 49ers and the the teams of that ilk, which honestly, those are the teams that you're competing against this year. We've said it time and time again, the standard for this Cowboys team this season and probably for the last few seasons is not winning games in and of themselves. It is not just making the playoffs. It is making a deep run in the playoffs and possibly contending for a Super Bowl. And so the likes of the teams that you will be playing against are the San Francisco 49ers are the Eagles, right, are the mm-hmm. best of the bunch. And those teams are the ones where I'm not certain how comf- how, how uh, consistently your defense will turn the ball over and how, how consistently your defense will completely snuff out any life that they have. Not saying that this defense isn't capable of making those teams and their offenses' uh, lives difficult. But with that being the case... Having an offense that's able to obviously be successful, and they've been great on third down, right? Don't get me wrong. They've been w- very good on, on third down, this team. They've been good at make, making sure that they actually do have those drives that make it down the field because I believe that they lead the league right now in drives of 10-plus plays, mm-hmm. right? So, like, all of those things remain true. To, and I'm not saying this D, this offense is bad, but the idea of chunk plays is what you're looking for in this NFL. And there's going to be instances where we need to get yards we need to get them quickly, we need to get points we need to get them quickly and I wonder if this team has that extra gear because we've been told a lot well you know they're making sure to not lay everything on the line I want to make sure that it's there and maybe that's me being greedy or being um too anxious but I want to know that at least that option is there and I haven't entirely seen it yet
2: Yeah and I think part of what you're talking about specifically with Brandon Cooks you know the down the field elements with his speed and being able to take the tops off of defenses not only that, his ability as a route runner I think goes a little bit underrated given how productive he has been over the course of his career and wanting to see more of those elements being utilized in a passing game where the capabilities of Dak Prescott have been shown throughout the course of time that he can make those throws down the field, especially with as good of a route runner, for example, as Brandon Cooks, much like how he had in Amari Cooper in that way, who was a terrific you know, runner of routes in the National Football League and continues to be. At this point, so those are the developing elements of this offense. I think the offense has been efficient based on how this defense is played, and maybe that was some of the reason why Mike McCarthy took over the play calling duties this year because he looked at his defense and said, look, I've got a defense that's potentially a top five defense in this league. How do I ensure that I'm not putting them in bad positions Mm -hmm. based on what my quarterback may have been doing and what he may have not been seeing in terms of turning over the football that I can help him eliminate to ensure that we're playing at a much better rate, not just efficiency-wise, but also playing to that defense and their ability to handle things most of the time.
1: And this is where I think we come back to a conversation that we've kind of delved into from time to time. There's been so much talk, and understandably so, because Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the, you know, the most, the highest rated and the team that gets the most traction in the NFL. But there's been so much talk about Dak Prescott and those interceptions. Sure. And there's all of the talk has been as though Dak Prescott is a perpetual turnover machine. And this was a high turnover season. Do not get me wrong. But this was not this was abnormal for Dak Prescott. And Agreed. it has never been put to as that. And so one thing that I've also come to terms with in the NFL is even good quarterbacks are going to have down seasons. It's going to happen. In fact, you can go look at the the stats on any quarterback that you're like, that dude is a great in this league. You will find one of those seasons where you go, oh, that one was a stinker. And so You know, look, I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is one of the greats of all time, but okay, maybe you say when it comes to interceptions, that was the stinker. To then treat that as if that's the norm, as like we have to put in all of these bumper, all these guardrails to protect from that makes makes it seem like Mike McCarthy has concerns that that wasn't a stinker. That's who he is or it's closer to who he is than what I believe, which is he is more likely to be the dude who is going to be fairly safe with the football. And mm-hmm. that was that was more the anomaly. The yeah. 15 interception season.
2: And I think interceptions at times can be a conversation of convenience. Because look, if Dak Prescott, who yes had the 15 interceptions while missing five games last year, takes this team to an NFC championship game or a Super Bowl, who gives a damn? Because Matthew Stafford, who led the NFL in interceptions with the 17 that he threw a couple of years ago, still won a Super Bowl with a really talented team in the Los Angeles Rams. And guess what we're not talking about when it comes to that particular season overall? Matthew Stafford's interceptions. It's a conversation of convenience when it's going wrong and it pours like rain the way that it does in terms of interceptions. Mm -hmm. That's when we talk about it. But if Dak Prescott plays with the efficiency that he's done with so far and continues to keep the interceptions down, More elements of this offense that we are looking for, whether it be screen game, whether it be attacking downfield with more downfield shots with Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and others. All of those elements, I think, will start to be presenting themselves. And again, we're, what, four games into Mike McCarthy's relationship with Dak Prescott as a play caller. How that evolves, I think we still need a little bit more time. And the test that we will see beginning this coming week with San Francisco I think will tell us a lot about the confidence that Mike McCarthy has within Dak Prescott to be able to open up things a little bit more when it comes to attacking things downfield. Also, I think some of this has to do with the offensive line as well. How much more quickly sure. can you get the ball out to ensure you're protecting Dak Prescott to where he's not having to take those five and seven step drops to where you've got to rely on this offensive line. That's been a little bit questionable in terms of his continuity to rely on it, to protect him, to be able to have those long developing plays for Brandon Cooks and others to take advantage of. I think there's some of that also going on as well, based on the offensive line issues that the team is dealing with right now.
1: I think that's a good and fair point. Um, And so, like, this is something that we're not going to answer in this moment. But I'm just intrigued in watching and seeing if the ways in which they've made these decisions. And that's not to say that these decisions are finite, right, Um, and uh, complete, right? We could still see maybe these things shift over time. Uh, but right now, like, the statistics are looking good for Dak Prescott in this offense, but the red zone woes have made this look kind of bad, the actual not turning the sevens into threes. And so maybe those things come together and I end up saying, you know what, I I overreacted to feeling that it was an overreaction. But it's something that I'm keeping an eye on, and I really would like to see the opportunity for some of the big plays within this offense. Um, and maybe, maybe loosening up over a certain period of time um, because maybe – have you noticed this? Let me, and I'll cap it mm-hmm. off with this. Have you noticed this? It, being somebody who actually does go to these games, sit in media um, press conferences at time to time. Dak Prescott feels like he's getting just a little bit more ornery.
2: Oh, he's tired. Of it. He's tired of it. Um, you know, the questions were posed to him after the game, you know, this past weekend. Uh, he's tired of talking about the interceptions. He's tired of talking about two things, the interceptions and the loss of San Francisco from a year ago. But if there is one thing that you can do to alleviate these questions, uh, number one, well, there's two things. Number one, Continue to cut down on the turnover problem. But number two, go beat San Francisco. If you don't want us to continue to talk about the way that you performed in two playoff games against San Francisco, go beat them. And then have the kind of performance that alleviates some of that concern about what you can be for the rest of the season based on the evidence that we have so far in two games against San Francisco when it matters most. You haven't answered the call in that way. So if you want us to stop talking about it, go handle business and you could do that on Sunday night against San Francisco in that way. But you're right. Yeah, he's tired of talking about the interception and the San Francisco game, given all the fanfare that's been given, rightfully so, uh, given the evidence that we've been able to look at over the last couple of years there. But it's a fair question with Mike McCarthy when it comes to this offense. I think once we get a little bit more into the season, I think we'll have a better idea on what some of that, some of that looks like. A good conversation there when it comes to Dak Prescott and this offense. It's to get right. we KG right here on 105 of the fan. Coming up next, we get back into the Rangers and we do that with Mike Bassick of the KC Masterpiece. His thoughts on Jordan Montgomery's terrific day on the mound for the good guys. We do it next on 105 through the fan. It's to get right. we KG right here on 105 of the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Attula, yep. Ross Lebinsky holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on this Tuesday night, a victorious Tuesday. For the good guys, as the Texas Rangers get the 4 to nothing win over the Tampa Bay Rays to take a 1-0 series lead over the Rays in the wild card series. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg at a tool if you want to get at us on Twitter. Right now, though, we go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline where we welcome in Mike Bassick of the KNC Masterpiece. Mike, what's
1: going on?
3: What's up, fellas? I'm just hanging out at a uh, Bishop Lynch JV baseball game right now.
1: Oh, how how are the uh, prospects on the on the diamond looking?
3: Uh, we're doing okay. Uh, my son stunk at the plate tonight. He did get an RBI, but um, he had a decent inning. He uh, he definitely had what do we call this? Maybe a, a little bit of a Chapman inning. He walked the first two guys, then struck out the next three. So a little bit erratic, but he got the job done
1: look getting the job done is the name of the game i think mm-hmm. um, yeah from right now um and that's what the rangers did earlier today now before we get into breaking this game down i've been told that you might need to eat some crow do you know what that's about i don't okay all right because i don't i don't either i can't hold the feet <laughs> to the fire i was told that you might need to eat some crow and i was like all right maybe he knows because i don't know
3: um, i mean i did i look i picked tampa bay to win the series i guess like I don't. I didn't. I wasn't that strong on that today on the show. Um, but I, we're the underdog. I almost feel like. Let me ask you guys this question: Does it feel better to win when you're the underdog?
2: Ooh, oh, that's a good question.
3: Um, I think it might. It
2: might. I think. I think it depends on the circumstance though, because sometimes yeah. you may not feel like being the being the underdog, but some people may look at you on the outside and disrespect you in that way and not consider you a real, uh, real legitimate yeah. shot at winning. So I guess it kind of depends, but.
1: Well, Mike, let me ask you this, especially as a former major league pitcher, how important was it to get a win uh, with the with the type of performance that Jordan Montgomery gave you on the mound today?
3: Oh, it's huge. I mean, if you have a guy go seven shutout innings and you don't win that game, you're in big trouble. You're on the road for these three games. The other thing, too, is I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, since of all come back. He's not the same. He's not close to the same pitcher He was in the first half of the season. Now, maybe he will be that tomorrow. It really doesn't matter what you did last week or last month or last year. It matters what you do tomorrow. And that can change, but you have to look at when guys do something five days ago, and then they do something 10 days ago, that's a trend. And you go, well, it's probably going to trend in that direction. It doesn't mean it will, But Evaldi hasn't pitched well since coming back from injury. And then Dane Dunning, if he is game three starter, he's probably a two to three inning starter on that day. And you got to win one of those two games. But, hey, like I said today on the show, you don't have to win every day. You just have to win the first inning and win another inning and win some other inning And if you put together nine good innings of baseball, it doesn't matter if the other team's predicted to be better than you or they're better on the field. If you win that day, you win the series now.
1: Now, with that being the case, you you mentioned the Evaldi thing. Uh, I know there's been some some people asking, well, why didn't you go with someone else? And I just don't know that there is someone else, but –
3: you're, you don't have anybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're literally down to, I mean, you can call Denning a starting pitcher. He's definitely a starter, but because he pitched on short rest on Sunday and he's going to have to pitch on short rest again on Thursday, he's a 40 to 50 pitch guy on Thursday. And you, you have Perez and you have Heaney, but those are your only healthy options the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, and then they haven't really been stretched out either, have they? Right, uh, um, right. Now, obviously, Evaldi's on the mound tomorrow tomorrow. Um, understanding where he's been, how likely is it that maybe you get a little bit of old Evaldi and how important is it that you didn't have to use sports today?
3: Well, I think the great thing, it, it is important that you didn't use Spores because you did use Chapman and we've seen Chapman on back-to-back days. It's not the same person, uh, but it doesn't mean that if you have to use four guys out of your pen to win tomorrow, it's tough to come up with four guys you'd rather use tomorrow out of your pen to get the win and not get to Chapman at some point. So that's the tough thing about the bullpen depth, which there's not a ton of. With Evaldi tomorrow, the great thing is is he's come up big in playoff games. In 2018, he came up big so many times for Boston. He's pitched in the playoffs before, so he has the experience. The tough thing is, is I don't know how healthy he is. I don't want to say he's hurt, because if you're hurt, you can't pitch. But I just don't know if he's come back. He doesn't have the same velocity he had early in the year. His breaking ball stuff is inconsistent. It's sometimes what we call cement mixers. It's spinning, but it's not breaking and moving. And so he's throwing too many cement mixers so far. His fastball doesn't have the same velocity and action at the end that it had before he got hurt. But who knows? What if it comes back tomorrow? It it could come back tomorrow. We're waiting for it to come back. And if it happens tomorrow, awesome, because – There's a lot of pressure on Tampa. They're the favorites. They won 99 games. They're at home. They have about 19 people there watching them. So so the pressure is on them tomorrow, and that's why I feel like right now, in a weird way, and maybe it's just me, I know the Rangers will feel horrible if they lose the next two games. But it's almost to me, it's like you got nothing to lose. You did something, you accomplished something that a lot of people didn't think you'd accomplish, especially after Scherzer got hurt and all kinds of things that happened to your team. So, hey, you're playing with house money. Go out there and have a blast and play good baseball.
2: Mike Bassick of the KSC Masterpiece joining us here on the Get Right of KG here on 105 Through the Fan. And obviously there's a lot of positives to take out of what happened today. I want to ask you real quick about what you saw on the other side with Tampa I was surprised at how asleep it felt like they looked and played, especially the way that this team has played throughout the course of the year. You talked about it, best team at home, you know, in the major leagues throughout the course of the year, and they just like they were asleep at the wheel from the very outset of the game today.
3: Yeah, I think in a weird way, uh, KG, we got a little bit lucky in this. You can't guide the ball where you hit it, but Wander Franco's the best young shortstop in all of baseball. He's obviously out the rest of this year and probably next year and who knows how much longer after that. And they're playing a backup shortstop, and luckily their shortstop threw one in the dirt. Their first baseman is probably the worst defensive first baseman in baseball. And Evan Carter found him. Uh, Corey Seager found him. He couldn't scoop the ball from the shortstop. It was like, God, when we needed a big situation or we needed a base runner, just hit it to the first baseman. He'll (laughs) screw it up 50% of the time. So I feel like the Rangers not intentionally hitting the ball to weaker Fielders, but it just so happened that they hit the ball to the first baseman a couple times and he couldn't make a play. That being said, man, it's amazing when you have a great pitcher how dead you can make the other team look. I think it's the same way in football. The Cowboys have made three teams look dead this year because their defense at halftime, the offense is like, we can't do anything. We're trying. Nothing works.
1: Now, this team, I mean, you put up four runs, but there was a lot, as you mentioned, a lot of defensive errors and uh problems when it came to the rays. I don't anticipate that happening again. So, what did you see that maybe could help these rangers be better at the plate and getting runs across um against a a good rays team?
3: That's a good question. I will say um why am I drawing a blank? The Phillies guys Eflin tomorrow, is that right? Uh
1: I'll have I'll double check for you
3: but I think, I think it is. I'm saying his name wrong. I'm sorry, but glass now throws gas at six foot eight. The Rangers drew the walks. They got some guys on base uh, by getting some hits and yes, somewhat errors too. It's just like, can you come up big? I thought this and luckily it didn't hurt us when the bases were loaded with nobody out. Uh, Nate Lowe got a hanging breaking ball and popped it up to third. And then Leo Taveras Tavares got a hanging breaking ball and swung and miss and struck out. Those were very hittable pitches. Those were mistakes by Glassnell. So, to me, when that pitcher hangs a breaking ball, especially runners in scoring position, you really need to take advantage of it. Because then Josh Young came up and he struck out. And I actually texted Cordy Majors after that. He's like, dang it, Josh Young, why are you swinging at those? I was like, those were some awesome breaking balls. I'm not going to fault a guy when guys throw that good of breaking balls. I mean, like, those were great breaking balls. But when they hang one, you got to bang it.
1: Yeah, and you are right at Zach Eflin on the mound for the Rays uh, tomorrow, who in his last uh, seven days has an ERA of 5 Yeah. So, so you really got to hope that the, the Rangers uh, get after him. And I guess we'll give you an opportunity sure. to wax poetic about maybe your favorite Ranger at this period. How fun is it to see your man Evan Carter get on mm-hmm. base every time up?
3: It is phenomenal. I mean, this is – now, I will say, look, he let that ball play him a little bit where he, he had an error in the outfield, and you kind of think that could happen to a guy who's just turned 21 and has uh, 17 or 18 days or games in the big leagues. But, you know, it just doesn't seem to faze him. and And it's kind of one of these things where at times – People are like, oh, those aren't my favorite guys because they're kind of boring. Like, I think people will get a little bit bored with Evan Carter over time because his interviews are going to be kind of boring. He's not going to, like, have a lot of emotion. But, man, does he play the game the right way. And when you have that mantra, that attitude, that emotional calmness, sometimes those can be the best players because the big moments it doesn't elevate their heart rate. Their heart rate just stays the same. So for a, a young man who's 21 years old to be able to take close pitches, draw walks, uh, when that ball was hit, I mean, and he, he's a hustler, and he's super fast. When he hit that ball to first base, and the first baseman, uh, Diaz, kind of botched it, he was easily on second. At no point did he like, ah, I hit a grounder to first. He ran hard, and as soon as he saw he missed it, he's like head down, and I'm getting to second base. And those effort plays in any sport, But those effort plays, that energizes your team. That motivates your team. Those are those small things. Diving for loose balls, uh, a guy hustling down the field to make a tackle when it looks like you're not going to make it. Those small things will add to big things later in the game because of the energy you give your team.
2: Well, Mike, let's turn our attention then to tomorrow's game then when it comes to the Rangers and the Rays. What are keys to victory for you for this Rangers team to try and close it out? So they go meet Baltimore in the division series.
3: Well, I, you know, I just think that our bullpen is the worst bullpen in the playoffs. I'm not making an opinion there. There's a lot of factual evidence that it is. So to me, have the lead after five, because if you get into a battle of the bullpens, it just becomes scary. We've seen what happens when it becomes a battle of the bullpens in 2023 for the Rangers. So for me, have a lead after five innings. And then hopefully you can, if they're they're scoring a couple runs off of your relievers, maybe you can score one or two and hold on to that lead. Uh, The other thing, too, is can Ivaldi give you five solid innings? I'm not expecting shutout innings, but can he give you five innings, two runs? That gives you a chance to win. So I'm not expecting greatness from Ivaldi. I hope I'm wrong, and he is great, but five innings, two runs. That gives you a good chance to win if you're the Texas Rangers and then have that lead after five. So you're playing with the lead because I don't know the Rangers. Isn't it weird that they have such a great offense? They won 90 games, but you know if they're losing after seven innings, the game feels over because they just don't get hits late in games to like overtake the lead.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that they're able to give themselves an opportunity to play from, uh, play from ahead because they got runners in scoring position. They were able to string some hits together early on um okay can I ask you this before we go and I mean I think we all love Tony Beasley um but there was an opportunity relatively early to maybe possibly send Jonah Heim and admittedly not like super fast dude on a hit to the outfield and he held him up would you like to be aggressive in that moment or do you feel it was right to kind of be just a little bit conservative understanding that you're going to need all the runs you can
3: get in this one I think that's a great question because I wonder this I don't know this but I wonder this when they got off to a 40 and 20 start to the season and were scoring over six runs a game, I think there was like a little bit of this false sense of be conservative on the bases. We don't need to steal any bases. We don't need to try to get any extra bases. The next guy's coming up and hitting a double anyway. So, why would we potentially give that team an out? So I think as this season's progressed, as you've seen this team slow down hitting, I agree with you, Reggie. I'd like to be a little bit more aggressive. Even on the shallow fly ball, I believe Garcia hit, and Seeger was tagging up and Beasley's like, don't go. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but... I don't think it was – I think it was – it might have been Nate Lowe who hit it because then I believe Adolis struck out and Nate Lowe popped up. I'm, I might be wrong on exactly what happened, but we didn't score with one out runner on third, and I'm like – That was the one that was short I, to right
1: field. I think it was like Margot, right?
3: Yeah, and I was just like, dude, maybe maybe like we just get aggressive because right there I was like, send them, take a chance, we're up. See if they make a good throw. If they make a good throw at home, we're out inning over uh, type of deal. But he was like, nah, it's too shallow. And I think there's a little bit of sense of – because you had two months where every time somebody came up in that situation, they came up big. It's like, yeah, we'll just wait for the next guy. The next guy will hit a double. And I think when you don't do that, you got to be a little bit more aggressive and try to steal some runs or be a little bit more aggressive and put pressure on that defense. And we saw, I don't know if Tampa's going to play that bad a defense tomorrow, but we saw putting pressure on Tampa's defense is a good thing.
2: Mike, give us a preview of what we can expect tomorrow on the Kansas City Masterpiece as you get ready to preview this game for tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Well,
3: obviously, I'll start looking at kind of what guys do against Eflin, what guys have done against Evaldi. You got to kind of look at how is how is Boach going to put the lineup together. Is Josh Young going about eighth again? Is Nate Lowe, who just is struggling so oh. much at the plate, Is he going to drop him maybe down to seventh or eighth? Is he going to move Josh Young up a little bit? Obviously he got the big sacrifice fly early in the game. Does he love having, does he love having Tavares Young and Carter at the bottom of the lineup? Because that's a tough three guys right now. And then it gives Simeon the opportunity. Their thing too is, I feel like Simeon needs to come up a little bit bigger. He had some opportunities. Evan Carter going 4 for 4 means that Simeon had guys on base when he came up, and he didn't really come through. Today, you didn't need him. Tomorrow, it's really tough to look at Simeon and Seeger and go, hey, if they don't come up big, we're still going to win the game. So I do look toward the two superstars that, hey, get on base or get big hits, especially when that bottom of the order turns it over for you with runners on base.
1: That's the reason why the KNC Masterpiece is the baseball show record in DFW. It's our guy, Mike Bassick, former Major League pitcher. Uh, appreciate you, my man. We'll be listening at 10 a.m. tomorrow.
2: Appreciate you, Mike. All right. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. There he goes. Mike Bassick of the KNC Masterpiece is going to join us here on the Get Right as the Rangers take the 1-0 series lead against the Tampa Bay Rays. Coming up next year on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 Through the Fan.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, look. It's look, you. Look, let me – You, based on uh, a very interesting conversation I had earlier today. What's a simple thing that you can just never get right for the life of you? We discuss next on 105 Through the Fan.
0: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: What's the one simple thing you just cannot get right? Uh, we'll have that conversation here on the Get Right. We're Brad here on one hundred 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatullo, Yo, Ross Lebinski holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, appreciate Mike Bassick of the Kansas City Masterpiece for joining us last segment via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. If you miss anything during our show, make sure you hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app, or you can get to the Get Right podcast page on 105 thefancom You can listen to any segment anytime on demand. Coming up at the top of the hour, which two and two teams are contenders or pretenders in the National Football League? We'll get back into the NFL conversation at the top of the hour here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. After the good guys get the 4 nothing win today over the Tampa Bay Rays.
1: Yeah, so I was having an interesting conversation on Twitter uh, with a friend of mine, and <laughs> it started because she said that she, um, she frequently cannot remember her password. Like, just never <laughs> can never remember okay. her password. And I was like, wait, hold on. In the year of our Lord, 2023, you don't have a password manager?
2: Uh, oh boy, that's, hmm, that's a deep question, yeah. And
1: so, she was like, I do, I just forget to use it. And I was like, oh, okay, well then you're just in a bad place then, right? Like, that's just... And I don't. You don't and have a password manager. No, I How do know. you keep up with all the... In our modern li- life's, lives, I should say, we gotta have passwords for every damn thing. Everything. And best practices oh dictate that they should not be the same one, or else... Someone gets one, Generally. and they got your whole life. <laughs> and so, how how do you how?
2: I look, man. I some so I have different variations of the same
1: one. Yeah, I, look, I, you know what? I'm gonna stop this line of questioning. because yeah, I probably, feel like I'm putting you in a bad place. Actually,
2: yeah. because <laughs> um, is there so? Because like you said, there's so many different things that require a password now. That's right. Like, how in the world are you supposed to manage all that? But no, I do not use a um. A password manager. You just keep it
1: all up there. It's just all in up that noggin. And, and, right. and guess what?
2: If I forget, hey, uh, reset. Uh, <laughs> just re, like, well, re reset. that one's gone. Yeah, that one's gone. Uh, let's
1: try. Let's try a different one. Yeah. Um, she she was saying that she res- reset a password like four days after resetting it, and I was, oh, yeah, man. yeah. So it's like It's that bad. So it's like this seems like ostensibly a simple thing Oh, wait. That she, she just. Uh, it's not. So now I gotta ask you this. So what's the
2: one password? Like the one you know, app or whatever. That has you in hell every time you can ne- either never remember it or you never get it right and type it in the you know first three times to get you locked out because mine personally is my direct TV password has me in hell every time because <laughs> every time I have to log in for the Bally sports app in order to watch, you know, Rangers and Mavericks. I got to put in my password every time and I'm like, damn, can I remember this time? And usually I can, but yeah, that's the one that usually has me in hell. Well, it's all, usually all one time.
1: that you use relatively frequently, but not yeah. super frequently. So long enough for you to forget, and you come back and you're like, damn, what is the name? What is the password on this thing? But thankfully for me, I have incorporated a password manager. So now if I get to, like, usually I, I still remember a lot of these things. I can I keep a decent amount of this in my head. But once I get there, if I'm like, oh, I don't remember this, now we go to the password manager, bada bing, bada boom, we in there. So like, I've taken that out of my life, but that made me think, what are the things that are just simple in life, but that somehow you still cannot get right. And we appreciate y'all in getting involved on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053 where this person from the 214 has gotten to a very interesting point that I would like to stop and discuss their response being the Millie rock. They can't Millie rock. And you know what? (laughs) I think you should be fine with that. Cause like, I can Millie really Rock, but there's been instances in my life where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm just not doing that one. That one is not gonna come to me and my my appendages. We're not going to be able to coordinate that and choreograph that in the way to get it done. Especially nowadays, you see all these dances that the that the are doing that the youths oh, I can't keep up. Yeah. are doing on the TikToks. I don't even see that. Some try. of this isn't even dancing. Some of this is just like they're they're doing flight attend or uh <laughs> they're doing the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not flight attendant moves. Not flight attendant moves, but uh, you know what uh, I'm talking uh-huh. about. <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever. I whatever. like that's where your mind went the first time though. It's yeah. like flight attendant moves, really. Okay. Yeah. Uh oh boy. What's one thing I can't get right? Oh man.
1: Um, uh, we've got some other Ooh. folks. Oh, uh, I'm gonna see what some of the other ones have. Oh, uh let's see. Someone said that Gmail is the password that, or is the is the place that always gets them with the um password apparently babe loffenberg can't get the name of our show right <laughs> that's funny what? he Great did have like,
2: like three or four different names um uh, by the way I do see you uh 860 you guys don't have iPhones Well, reg doesn't uh I do but I and a lot of my passwords
1: are kind of saved. And like, I, c- I could put it to Samsung, but I feel like I also don't want to trust Samsung like that. that Although they do true. they do have a password manager as well. I just have an independent one that I feel, I feel good about. Um,
2: oh, you know one that gets me every time. Y'all going to laugh at me. One thing I can never get right the first time. Mm-hmm. It has me in hell all the time. And it happened to me a couple weeks ago. So I had to wash the sheets for my daughter's, you know, bed for her. You
1: know, sure, I mean, it's good. Got yeah, keep, exactly. keep her from getting sick, all that. Yeah, keep them clean. Yeah.
2: Not the top cover, you know. Oh, the fitted
1: sheet? Woo! Oh, it'd be whooping your keister, don't it?
2: Whooping my ass <laughs> every single time. I spent the last time I had to do this. Look, look again, you're going to laugh at me. I spent 15 minutes trying to get That's you know, a reasonable amount of time. The top, you know. Well, to, if you don't know how to do it, Ross is like, no, what, no. What's wrong I, with I, you,
1: I, de- I definitely get that done a lot quicker. But I understand if you, if you having a little bit of trouble, Ooh. I can see a, a reasonable person um, in their right mind taking 15 minutes to do it. Man, I, listen,
2: I and, oh. I and I had to call my wife. I was like, "Hey, babe, can you come up?" I was, And you just said how down bad I was. I had to call my wife for help. I was like, babe, can you come help me?" She's like, "Kevin." This is the wrong cover sheet for this bed. Oh, right. So I spent 15 minutes trying to put on the wrong
1: sheet. Oh, wait. You're not talking about folding. You're talking about putting it on? Oh, putting it oh, on sorry, the bed. Oh, sorry, brother. I, look. Mm. See? Exactly. Yep. I See? Uh, oh, my God. See? I thought you meant folding it up. Folding it up can be a little bit No, difficult. no, no, no. Because no. some people just go with the scrunch, no. ball up, and oh, throw yeah. in the corner. That's corn. generally what I do. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm but talking about putting it on now, the- Now, Kevin. <laughs> you a whole grown ass adult whooping my ass <laughs>
2: every time. And it had. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Then my wife finally was like, look, you're putting the wrong one on this bed anyway. Here's the right one. And by the way, let me help you put it on here. But Yeah, I can't get that one right at all the first time from the. I was like how Ross was laughing at me the entire time. I was like, dog, come on. Mate. Yeah, get Ross.
1: This. If you're going to laugh, you got to participate. You got to participate. I in need you know, to. Uh-huh, oh, from uh-huh. the 817. This is a fair one. They can't whistle. <laughs> And I understand. I appreciate the folks. Like, I don't I figured out a whistle one time and I just I, I can't tell you how. Like I feel so bad. I wish I had paid more attention to the steps. Like I wish I could tell all my friends that can't whistle. This is how you do it. Cause it seems to really get under them. It really seems to get under their skin. They're like, I don't know how to do
2: it. My wife tried the other night to like the practice like the, the whistle with the you when know, you use your fingers. fingers uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was so mad. She was like, I can't do it. I was like, look, I can't either. I can't help you. Can't help you. I can't help
1: you. Um I can only snap with one hand. With only one hand. That's right. Left hand I can snap. Right hand it doesn't it doesn't come together. Oh wow. I don't know why. Huh. Um. And it you would think that figuring it out on one hand would translate. Nope. 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 Very interesting. Uh, from the seven one three, they said Pack and plays and strollers look easy to open. Woo! And funny enough, he said it looks easy to open when women do it, but the dads can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, okay. can confer- Confirmed by confirmed fellow by father. a dad.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hard. And hard as hell sometimes to open up and close those things. Mm-mm. No, uh, no. Pardon my ignorance, but what is that? Is that just like the car seat, or is that actually like a stroller? So
1: there's like a stroller, and the packet play is what like a yeah, like a, th- a playpen kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah mm-hmm. man. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, is like, I'm never having kids, and not at this rate. Pass.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, a couple people on the Twitch are, are mentioning remembering people's names which I'm actually not that good at either. Like I think that might be my one, especially and you know where it gets bad is it's not just like, "Oh man, I met you before, but I can't remember your name." I'm well, I'm not good at that, but I can I'm very comfortable with the idea of, "Man, I'm sorry, I forgot your name." Please let me know. Mm-hmm. The one where I actually do feel bad is when you just told me your name not more than a couple <laughs> minutes ago. That thing be flying smooth out of this brain. I'm the exact same way, so I very like politely go like as we're wrapping up, one of us is about to leave whatever, I go, hey, remind me, what was your name again? Because yeah, I'm That's the a good exact one. same That's way. a good one. I remember mm. a face but I never remember names. And the, yeah. the, that would be a good thing for me to do more often than I than would I do but I don't. And so oftentimes, you gonna catch me, hey man, what's happening? What's happening man? I'm gonna call you man. Uh, I might resort to other ones like Bud or Chief. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we gonna be real friendly real quick just because the actual name... <laughs> not fully stored i apologize uh, from the a they said put the damn laundry up after washing Ooh, Ooh, that's, hey, that's another I was one was gonna say just yeah. just let you just getting dressed out of the laundry out
2: of the dryer if there is there is one quick way as an adult to get frustrated as hell and that's not put away your laundry immediately after you wash it because here's the thing what happens is if you don't put it up right away It starts piling up because you got to start. You got to keep washing more and more clothes, especially when you got a wife and a kid. And all of a sudden you look at your bedroom one day. Hey, man, where the hell all these clothes come from?
1: Uh, Babe, we didn't we didn't put them away. Mm. We we didn't put them away. And now you just sleeping with a almost body (laughs) pillow of clothes. It's just a whole bunch of clothes. That's right.
2: That's right. Uh,
1: From the 214. This is interesting because I'm depending on what you're saying here. I appreciate it. They said driving a golf ball. Now, if you're just talking about like hitting a golf ball in general, that's actually not that easy. There's a reason why and, you hear that Bobby hit, Belt hitting a you hear golf that? hitting a golf ball consistently <laughs> that, too because that's the problem for me is like one time I'll take a swing and it'll be like the most gorgeous shot mm-hmm. that I've seen and then another time I'll be like what the hell was that now it's me in top golf I'm interested if this is about to say the same <laughs> I'm interested if this person is actually saying something that I have seen happen which is where it's like I can hit my irons I can putt but once I pull out that, that driver it doesn't work. I've seen that happen and I respect that. Like, I respect you so much because that is such a tough place to be. Because you're just going, we're just going, we're going uh, five five wood this one all the <laughs> way up. <laughs> you know I mean? like, you're we're, professional golf. You're talking about five woods and all this other stuff. Look at you. I try. Look at you, girl. Eh. How about that? Buddy, if you see me golf, you wouldn't say nothing about no professions. It's, hmm. I, it's I'm that bad, huh? I'm trying so hard to break 100.
2: So it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I like this answer here from the 682. <laughs> marriage past seven years. Now, I will say 682. Uh, marriage is hard, period. Got to work on that thing every single day. But I like how they use the, the number seven. Uh, <laughs> once you get past the seven-year mark, yeah, it gets a little harder.
1: It's okay, though. Just keep working on it, man. Just keep Someone working said, on it. go get lessons, Reggie. Hey, man, I ain't got lessons money right now. Let <laughs> me tell you.
2: Um the A17 agrees with you when it comes to uh they can only use their irons on that.
1: that's tough. Uh, yeah. no, I can I can drive. It's just again, none of this stuff is consistent. And maybe that's just I need to play golf more often. But again, who has time or the inclination or the money?
2: Oh, I love this for the A17 mm-hmm. street names. I have to use landmarks.
1: I have to respect that, but my brain just don't doesn't work like that. So I'm like, what is happening with you? Why are you like this? But you know what? <laughs> everybody had different strokes for different folks. I know that everybody has their challenges and um I love you regardless. That's um, sweet. Right? I, I appreciate that you have to deal with that. Way but, to make the text I'm definitely going to tell you street names, and if you don't get there, that's on you. <laughs> Put in the GPS, dog.
2: I was pull up the GPS at that point. Uh, let those continue to flow in on the, uh, the truckright.com text line 877-881-1053. What's the simple things that you just can't you just can't get right? Can't get right. We get right next on this topic, though. Which two and two teams are contenders or pretenders in the National Football League. We discuss it next on 105 Through the Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind.
1: Stream minor league affiliates.
2: The Midwest League Home Run Leader.
1: And watch the best baseball highlights and look ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all in one
0: live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
3: Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez!